This is 680 CJOB. I'm Brett McGarry. This week on the Couch Potatoes, we get ready for the doldrums of summer. Who wants to go outside and do stuff? We want to watch TV. Well, have no fear. There's stuff to see. Plus... I'm Jeff Braun. Orange is the New Black is back. I'll tee up one of my favorite Netflix shows. We'll also tell you a bit more about that new O.J. Simpson documentary, and we'll tell you what's new on Blu-ray and DVD. First, it's the news. From the couch. Last night at that dinner party, you you really impressed me. I did? Well, you just speak your mind, you know? You, you tell people how you're... Th- Feeling what you're thinking the, with the potatoes, for example, you know. I uh, mean, how cold were those potatoes? They by were the freezing. Way. I couldn't say that. You're the only one who can come out with it, you know. And then, and then, you know, Jeff and uh, Susie with the kid. What was the kid doing there, right? What, why do you bring your daughter to an adult dinner party? Exactly. You, you say what everybody's thinking. You just come out with it. It's, huh. it's impressive, you know. Well, you know. Thank you. The social assassin is coming back. After being gone for five long years, Larry David has decided it's time to do another season of his hilarious acclaimed HBO comedy, Curb Your Enthusiasm. So I I don't know if you noticed this last night, but my wife, Eileen, she says LOL. I don't know if you picked up on that. Oh, yes, I uh, certainly did pick up on that. I mean, why would you say LOL instead of just laughing at something? Well, just tell her to stop saying it. I can't tell her that. You could say it to her, you know? You know, you might just put it out there because that's what you do. Larry David has about the sweetest deal in Hollywood. It is simply this. He can do Curb whenever he wants with no pressure from HBO. Open invitation. It's pretty much unheard of. And frankly, since it had been five years since the eighth season, everyone pretty much figured he was done with it. But this week, he and HBO put out a press release saying Curb was coming back. Larry's quote was, quote, in the immortal words of Julius Caesar, I left, I did nothing, I returned. He didn't exactly do nothing. He had a Broadway show, and of course, he's been appearing regularly on Saturday Night Live as Bernie Sanders. But he is at his best when he's his curmudgeonly self on curb. The details so far are non-existent. No clue yet when season nine will air. What happened to you? I fell in the toilet. How'd you fall in the toilet? I went to go pee and the seat was up. What does that have to do with you? I pee sitting down. You pee sitting down? Yeah. How long has he been out there? Six years. Nobody can survive in that forest for six years. At least not alone. Lucy, I have Elliot. Who's Elliot? Elliot is a friend of Pete's, and we get to see him in the new trailer for the next movie from Disney. Is Elliot a person? No. He looks like a dragon. What's a dragon? Yes, Elliot is Pete's Dragon. Disney has remade their film from 1977, which was a mix of live action and animation. This is a mix of live action and CG. Pete turns up after having been missing for a number of years. He's been living in the forest with his dragon buddy. But now people are going to go looking for Elliot. This thing is dangerous. I don't want to leave you, but they'll come looking for you. What's going to happen to Elliot? You have no idea what this thing is capable of. Let's go hunting. Pete's Dragon looks like the perfect family film, and it makes its debut on August 12th. Attention all units. We're eastbound on Millhaven Road in pursuit of a dragon. It's a dragon. You can't say dragon over the radio. 
Meanwhile, Disney has released the first teaser for its next animated movie, this one featuring Dwayne Johnson. It's called Moana. Do you know who Maui is? Only the greatest demigod in all the Pacific Islands. With his magical fish hook, he slowed down the sun, pulled islands out of the sea, battled monsters. And I should know. I'm Maui. Moana's about an adventurous teenager who sails out on a mission to save her people and meets the demigod Maui, who is voiced by Dwayne Johnson. They even sneak in a shot of Maui flashing the people's eyebrow, which became a Johnson signature when he was The Rock. The Rock is the great one, and The Rock is the most electrifying man in sports entertainment today. He'll always be the rock to me. Moana also features some music from Lin-Manuel Miranda, the man behind the Broadway show Hamilton, which cleaned up at the Tony Awards this week. Moana opens November 23rd. What would your motto be? Well, I've noticed that some bosses are intimidated by training their staff up too well. They don't, I don't mind it. I actually like my staff to be better than me. That way, you know, it keeps me on my toes. So my motto would be, be careful, because there's always someone ready to step into your shoes and do your job better than you do it. A sort of spin-off movie of the original British The Office is coming to Netflix this summer. Ricky Gervais will reprise his iconic role as David Brent, the bumbling manager of a mid-sized British paper company. Of course, he doesn't work at the paper company anymore. He was fired at the end of the TV series. So I'm banned because the regime don't like it, man. You don't work here, David. But he's found another job at another poor company, which is clearly thrilled to have him. Hello, lovey Kim. He's back. Do <laughs> 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 you miss me? <laughs> and of course, he's always got his music. Hello, I'm David Brent. You probably know me as the star of the BBC Two documentary, The Office, back in 2000. And <laughs> no, that was then. This is now. I'm currently a singer-songwriter so, and a rep. He actually sings a song in the trailer, but we can't play it because it is horribly blue. The mockumentary movie is called David Brent Life on the Road. It hits Netflix in August. I can wake up one morning and go, oh, I don't feel like working today. Can I just stay in bed? Oh, I don't know. You better ask the boss. David, can I stay in bed all day? Mm, yes, you can, David. <laughs> Both me. I'm not. That's not me in bed with another bloke called David. More news from the couch coming up. And by the way, before we forget, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, either on iTunes or on Android. It's available on Google Play. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. Brett McGarry and Jeff Braun, we are The Couch Potatoes. More news from The Couch now, including stuff on Helen Mirren and Vin Diesel, Tom Cruise, Pablo Escobar, and we'll start with this past weekend's box office champ. I am slightly annoyed with this news. New Line Cinema is doing a spin-off of The Conjuring 2. There is a family in London that desperately needs our help. No new cases. Please trust me. There has never been a family that we refuse to help. We don't run from fights. This one's different. The Conjuring 2 is that excellent, scary movie that opened in theaters last week about real-life paranormal investigators Lorraine and Ed Warren. The spin-off is about the creepy character in that movie that looks like a nun. The movie will be called The Nun. Oddly enough, 
The nun was only added in reshoots in March, replacing a horned demon of some sort that was cut from the film. Looks like New Line wants to create its own cinematic universe surrounding the Warrens because it's not the first time they've done a Conjuring-related spin-off. The first Conjuring movie in 2013 led to a spin-off about a demonic doll, Annabelle. It started out small, like a hand or a leg was in a different position. Then one day it was in a completely different room. It was moving around by itself. That movie wasn't very good, but it made $256 million worldwide, so guess what? There's an Annabelle 2 coming next year, and now we have The Nun. In the meantime, if you like scary movies, go see The Conjuring 2. I had a vision of your dad. She needs our help! More news for Netflix fans. Some stuff this week about one of the streaming service's many popular shows, Narcos. During the early 80s, the best smuggler in the world was Pablo Escobar. He was a living embodiment of the Colombian dream. And with the money came the violence. Season 2 is coming in September. Netflix released its date announcement teaser this week, although there really isn't anything in the video. Narcos is about Pablo Escobar, the drug kingpin from the 80s, and about the cops trying to bring him down. Welcome to the Medellin Cartel. Pablo was pulling in more than $5 million a week. Also, season one was spread over the course of ten years. Season two will spread over the course of one month and bring the Pablo Escobar story to an end. No word yet on the long-term plans for the show. If they tell a new story with the same characters or become an anthology show like American Horror Story. I didn't watch Narcos, but some of my friends watched it and they never shut up about it, so I guess it's good. It's very good. Oh, yeah, you watched it, too. I watched it, too, yeah. All right. Get on it, man. Shut up. The 10 episodes from season two will debut Friday, September 2nd. They were violent, crazy, and filthy rich. Guys used to getting what they want. One way or another. What the hell happened here? One guy took them all down with his bare hands. Tom Cruise is back to crack some skulls as a man from a popular series of books that has sold 100 million copies in the first trailer debuted by Entertainment Tonight for Jack Reacher, Never Go Back. Turn around, mister. Let me see your hands. Process him and get him to county. Two things are gonna happen in the next 90 seconds. Excuse me? First, that phone over there is gonna ring. Second, you're gonna be wearing these cuffs on your way to prison. <laughs> Reacher is a military vet who hands out justice with his hands rolled up into fists. This new movie co-stars Colby Smulders as they're on the run from some sort of nefarious bad guy. The first movie arrived in 2012 and got good reviews and did not bad at the box office. At 53 years old, Cruz still kicks butt. Jack Reacher Never Go Back opens October 21st. Purple Heart, Silver Star, you're a legend. Folks wonder why you left. I woke up one morning and the uniform didn't fit. Justin, you didn't think it could get any better, huh? Here we go. Hell yeah! Get, 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 no, when the whistle go. 
just when you didn't think the Fast and Furious franchise could get any better, they landed an Oscar winner for the next sequel, Hella Mirren. Are you alright? Something's happened. There's been a change, some shift in values. Maybe he's got a point. What if my actions are damaging the crowd? I prefer to keep my feelings to myself. Foolishly, I believe that was what the people wanted from their queen. When you no longer understand your people, maybe it is time to hand it over to the next generation. Seriously, the queen, one of the most acclaimed actors of all time, will be joining Vin Diesel's Fast and Furious family. No member of the royal family will speak publicly about this. She told Elle magazine a while back she liked cars and wanted to do the movie, but only if they let her do her own driving, or at least some of it. No word on what part she'll play. Charlize Theron is already being announced as one of the bad guys, but maybe Murin will be connected to the last two bad guys who were British. She could conceivably play their mom or their aunt. We do things in this country quietly with dignity. Ah, dignity. The only thing I've ever seen him take down was uh, Tony's Denise. Remember? At prom? Really, Brian? Yeah. Nevertheless, it's stacking up to be another great ride. Furious 8 opens sometime next year. Look, a war is coming. We're going to face him on the streets we know best. Daddy's got to go to work. Did you bring the cavalry? Woman, I am the cavalry. Let's do this. You're going to report on every <laughs> bit of minutiae. Come on, Hella Murin in a Fast and Furious movie. That's a pretty big deal, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's a big deal. <laughs> and she actually handled herself quite capably in that... Uh, Red? Yeah. Red 2? Yeah, the, the movie's about the retired assassins or whatever. Oh, she's enough of a pro. I don't, uh, you could pop her into any movie and she'll figure it out. Yeah, she's, uh, she's great fun. So that is the news from the couch. Up next, we'll have a quick look at what's coming on Blu-ray, DVD, and Digital HD. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. But there's always... The priest never signed the wedding license. A few surprises. We're not married? I'm a hippie. <laughs> now, my family has come together. Who says a woman has to be married? You. All our lives. The wedding is off! To pull off another... Beautiful. Big, fat, Greek wedding. Brett McGarry and Jeff Braun, we are the Couch Potatoes, having a look at what's coming to Blu-ray, DVD, and digital HD. And what was that, Jeff Braun? Star Wars The Force Awakens, of course. Oh my goodness. No, it's My Big Fat Greek Wedding 2, the sequel to the wildly popular My Big Fat Greek Wedding original, not starring Neo Vardalos. A Canadian Neo Vardalos? Uh, not quite as popular as the first one. No, and not didn't, not as good ratings, and uh, yeah, by no means did it make nearly as much money. That first one was a monster hit. It made $241 million domestic, $368 million for a worldwide total. We're talking about the first one here. Yeah. The second one, I mean, it did... That like that first one should not have made that kind of no, money. No, it was one of those uh, word of mouth hits that you know sometimes you just have lightning in a bottle. The just the conditions are just right for a movie to take off, and that's what happened there. Not that the second one's any slouch. It did fifty nine million in North America, eighty eight million worldwide total. So that's not bad. No, certainly it's not bad considering. Good. The lo- yeah, it's turned a profit. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, okay, so looking at the rest of this list. 
Uh, what do we got here? The Brothers Grimsby, that's starring Sasha Baron Cohen. Did you see that one? No, I didn't. No, and uh, apparently no one else did either. That got, again, didn't make a lot of money and did not get very good ratings, so he's looking for, that's, that's like a buddy cop one. And then there's also Midnight Special, it's my, starring Michael Shannon. It got a lot of good attention on the the circuit of the little festivals and stuff, so that one might be worth checking out. And on Digital HD, the Divergent series Allegiant, and from director Richard Linklater, Everybody Wants Some. You are listening to The Couch Potatoes. Welcome back to The Couch Potatoes. I'm Jeff, he's Brett, and Eve. Even though the calendar is about to switch to summer in just a couple of days, like many recent years, there's still a lot of great new TV to watch this summer, and we're going to look at some of it right now, starting with one of my favorite shows, Orange is the New Black. I've been in Litchfield for a while now. How's it going, kids? And I have started to feel unsafe lately. You got power now, right? I got a disc. Warden Caputo's office, this is Miss Jefferson speaking. Uh, Jefferson, I got it. My bad, my bad. Hang up the phone. Everybody getting on each other's nerves. Shit's gonna get stirred. They could just wipe us out. Boom, boom, boom. You really want to go there with me? I went there, bought a house, moved in, and now I'm remodeling the kitchen. Season four of the Netflix series, Orange is the New Black, is now out. As with all Netflix shows, the whole season came down at once this weekend for your binging pleasure. It usually takes me a few months to get around to it, but my TV commitments are pretty thin right now, so I'm eager to see what's next for the inmates at Litchfield Prison. At the end of last season, things were about to get worse for them, with the horrible new management adding a lot of extra inmates into the already crowded prison. So that'll be a big deal for both the employees and the prisoners this year. The other big deal from last year, spilling over into this year, was the arrival of a new inmate played by Blair Brown. Now, Brett, you'll remember her as the mysterious Nina Sharp from Fringe. Remember Nina? Yes. Yes. Well, she's on Orange is the New Black. She plays a Martha Stewart type, wildly famous for her home cooking show that the prisoners actually watched. But now she's been imprisoned in their prison for tax evasion or something like that. All the regulars are back as well because it's prison. You know, where are they going to go? If you've never seen the show, it is a woman's prison drama comedy. Much has been made about whether it's a drama or a comedy. I find it to be mostly dramatic with a lot of levity. And even though there is that levity, the drama is usually serious or sad enough that you really can't call it a comedy. It does not shy away from the horrible parts of being in prison. Even if it's a medium security women's prison, there's still lots of violence. Um, Orange is the New Black also has the same structure that the early seasons of Lost had, namely the flashbacks. There are a lot of characters like Lost and every week one of them gets a little flashback treatment so you can learn how they got into prison and what their life before their sentence was like. It has been very effective in the early going but like Lost it's starting to get a little tough. Now, to the show's credit, instead of continually showing flashbacks from the few main characters, they really mix it up. On, on Lost, you just you get like eight different Jack flashbacks in three years, and by the third year, you couldn't care less. But here, people who are glorified extras one year all of a sudden get their quote-unquote own episode the next season. Even still, that part is starting to get a little tired, like I said, and if they dropped it, I wouldn't complain. There's always more than enough story going on inside the prison to keep the show there anyway. The fourth season apparently also gets really dark. Apparently it's very good. Critics who have seen it already are calling it the best season yet. You can see for yourself, Orange is the New Black Season 4, available now on Netflix. I think I pissed off the prison. I will find you! I didn't mean for it to get this bad. Oh my god! They 
hate me, I hate them. A relationship is simple. Do you know the difference between pain and suffering? Pain is always there. But suffering is a choice. I'm really tired of walking around like a dog. We're going to talk some more about summer TV in a moment, but Jeff, have you been watching this new uh, this documentary on OJ, Made in America? Yes, I have. I've seen the first three of five parts. They're each two hours long. Oh, good for you. I, they're piling up on my PVR. You haven't started yet? No, I'm not. I, I'm just working a different schedule at work this week, and uh, I'm a little off kilter, as it were. So Yeah, and I didn't want to let them pile up just because... In the end, it's 10 hours worth of TV to watch. I know. <laughs> Which is basically a Netflix season. It's an HBO season. For sure. A lot sure. of those only go 10 episodes, right? So, yeah. But no, it's been it's been very gripping, just like the People versus OJ, the fictionalized dr- dramatization of uh, the OJ case. This one, it's, it's good. The first, it doesn't get into a trial until the third part. The first part is just about his college days and growing up, and the second part is... Uh, post-college and his fame there and meeting, falling in love and uh, subsequently out of love with um, his wife. Nicole. Nicole. That's right. Nicole Brown Simpson. And then the third one, of course, is the the start of the trial, which will spill into the fourth. And then I don't know what the fifth one will be. But it's not just about OJ either. Like it goes to great pains and almost as much screen time just showing up, just showing like the the race situation in America and especially in Los Angeles. So by the time you do get to the trial, you've, you've seen sort of the history and the controversy that the LAPD and the black community have had. And it's a, so it makes, it puts the trial into another context, a much more clear context. And a lot of people outside the black Los Angeles community would have had at the time of the trial. It's very interesting. This is part of the ESPN 30 for 30 documentary series. Have you seen any of the 30 for 30 docs before? I've seen lots of the 30 30 for 30s before, and they're all great. And yeah, this is by far one of the better ones. They've got the footage they've got you haven't seen before. They must have got it from Nicole Brown Simpson's family and stuff like that. And also like archives from... Uh, other media outlets because there's they show a whole thing with the uh remember you remember in the people versus oj the the district attorney guy yeah i can't remember his, i can't remember his chris that was it chris darden no 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 the their boss oh the the main guy yeah. yeah so here they have footage he was they were interviewing him during the bronco chase and stuff and they've got all this footage of him when he's not on tv like the, they turned the lights off on him but he's still sitting in the room in front of the camera waiting for his next for them to come back to him or whatever. So, and you get his running commentary of some of the stuff during the chase there. Oh my God. Yeah. Things like that. Just behind the scenes stuff that, you know, most media outlets would, you know, here in the digital age, you just, you cut and delete and it would have been gone forever. But I guess somebody's got old tapes from somewhere still of that stuff. That's neat. Yeah. I I definitely have to get to it. And as my PBR, even though we're, we're into the summer season now, I still have something like 70 hours of programming (laughs) from the fall season that I still need to get through. Uh, now I can add another 10 hours onto my list, but I will certainly get to that. Uh, so up next, we're going to talk more about some of the summer television shows that have already started and some that are coming your way this week. You're listening 
listening to The Couch Potatoes. Brett McGarry and Jeff Braun, we are The Couch Potatoes, talking some summer television. Orange is the New Black Season 4 has made its way to Netflix this weekend. And there are some shows that have already started. There are some shows coming your way this upcoming week. want to quickly mention here, there, one of the shows that started this past week debuted on Monday. I completely forgot about it. I've been seeing the promos on Global and CBS. It's a show called Brain Dead. And from what I can gather, it's a sci-fi satire about U.S. politicians who get infected with some sort of bug. CBS This Summer. There it is again, that song. The 80s are back, right? From the creators of The Good Wife. Why do we have to be the party of adults? Comes a new series. I need to grab this. It's my boss. That's his ringtone? Why? That song. You just might think is crazy. Why is everybody listening to the same song? What? Don't look at me like I'm the crazy one. You're insane. I'm the sanest man in this room. Brain Dead. Series premiere CBS Monday, June 13th. Looks to be getting some good reviews, and its cast includes Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who was in that 10 Cloverfield Lane earlier this year, which got magnificent reviews, co-starring John Goodman, as well as Tony Shaloub. Am I saying that right? Shaloub? Yep. Okay. Yep. Just say Monk. Monk. Yeah. <laughs> monk is in it. Uh, so it's got a good cast. Looks really interesting, and it looks like it, uh, a sort of a nice change of pace for network TV. That's one of the things that they can get away with in the summer that they can't quite do in the fall is they can try new things. CBS particularly getting rather experimental in recent years. I think they know that they have to because uh, the gravy train will end eventually. Yeah, they, they they just had that steady, steady stream of crime procedurals. I mean, and it was it was a winning formula, so I don't know. I'm sort of a believer if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. And CBS continues to dominate year after year, but they tried their hand at Supergirl which ultimately yeah. was sort of a failed experiment for them, and, and they shuffled that off to the CW. But I think CW. they'll keep enough of their procedurals around to, you know, to give them the boost they need, but they should also be looking into see, hey, maybe they can find something else that works and have, you know, the hard decisions of having two kinds of different shows. Yeah, and actually that, that work. Re- that reminds me, I'm just going to look up right now, Zoo Season 2, which also was a CBS show. That's coming back Last soon. year, and uh, yeah, it should be any day now, really. Uh, I saw a terrifying promo for that the other day. Oh, it starts June 28th, there so you there go. you go. Uh, but Brain Dead is, uh, also it airs on Global here in Canada, so if you missed the first episode, you can watch it on their website, globaltv.com. They also have an app, and if you're a Shaw customer, it's probably on Shaw On Demand as well. Also want to mention Uncle Buck started this past week on ABC. Remember Uncle Buck? I used to love watching Uncle Buck. That was one of like the five. Dad, can we rent Uncle Buck? John Hughes comedy yep. starring... John Candy. And uh, younger uh, Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay McCulkin. Yeah. What'd you call him? <laughs> Macaulay McCulkin. <laughs> I like that better. Than, that sort of goes up there with uh, Tatum Channing. Yes. <laughs> uh, but... It, so they've got yet another reboot. They've switched it up this time. Uncle Buck and the whole family is now black. Uh, so that's an interesting sort of change in pace. But it's just getting dreadful reviews. And I think it may be part of the reason for the reviews. I'm sure, I mean, the show just sounds bad. But I think people are already getting sick of this reboot stuff for TV. Yeah. And not like enough with the brand name recognition. It's all about brand names now on network TV. It's dumb. It doesn't help. It's not helpful at all. People are not going to watch it just because they like the Uncle Buck movie. 
if your show's not good, they just won't watch it. I guess maybe they sort of think, well, at least if we get the brand name out there, it'll bring people in once. And people will be curious. Yeah. Like, for example, The Exorcist. Right. I watched the trailer. I don't think the show looks good. But I might watch it just because I'm curious, uh, as, whereas if it was named something else, I might just not watch it entirely. So right. there is that sort of curiosity factor, and I guess that's the hook. They're trying to hook you in. Because if I, if it wasn't called Uncle Buck, I wouldn't have even mentioned that show. I no, just would have, that's true. It would have just been another generic summer sitcom. But unlike the movies, you know, a TV show is an ongoing concern, and if the show's just bad, it's just going to be bad, and people will stop watching it. If, you, if you, they did a movie like that called Uncle Buck, all you got to do is, you know, get enough people curious to go in on the opening weekend, and then you can probably get your money back. And probably make a sequel. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Shoot it for five million bucks, it makes 15 million. <laughs> hey, let's get a sequel. Yeah, but a TV show's a different monster, and it's just, it, it really doesn't even make much sense. Also want to mention Aquarius Season 2 quietly started this week on Thursday. This is an NBC show. The first season, uh, well, the whole se- the series is about sort of the the beginnings of Charlie Manson, as it were, and David Duchovny plays a police officer who's kind of not hunting him so far yet, but he they, they certainly locked horns a lot of times in the first season. I was really... I enjoyed season one, but I was disappointed because I expected it to be more, for lack of a better word, Manson-y. I thought it was going to be right. like a darker show, but I think they're just sort of setting the table for what's to come. Duchovny put in a great performance. He's just one of the coolest actors out there. He's, he's, he, can't, he has this attitude like he just doesn't care. Yeah. And yeah, it translates yeah. into these wonderful performances. Uh, the Last Ship returns on Sunday. That's a TNT show, I believe, in the States. It's about like some apocalypse or whatever, and it airs on space in Canada. Big Brother Season 18. Mm. Do you still watch the Big I do Brother? I not. I jumped off that last ship a while back, and I'm glad I did. I remember. I don't miss it. I remember you used to love I that I used stuff. to love it, but uh, now to think, to put in three hours a week watching that in the summertime, no thanks. I'm going to tell you about a couple more shows coming your way this upcoming week. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. Brett McGarry and Jeff Braun, we are The Couch Potatoes. We're talking summer television, some of the stuff that's coming your way that has already come your way. For example, Orange is the New Black, Season 4 on Netflix. Aquarius, Season 2, started on NBC this past week, along with Uncle Buck on ABC, a show called Brain Dead, which is airing on CBS and Global. Big Brother, Season 18, starts on Wednesday, along with a new show from CBS, also airing on Global, it's called American Gothic. Silver Bell's killer committed six murders. His calling card, a single Silver Bell. This can't be what it looks like. If we don't control this story, it will ruin all of us. It does feel like the killer could be someone close to us. Throw a grenade. Then maybe you should handle me carefully. American Gothic is a 13-part murder mystery. It looks pretty cool, and it stars Anthony Starr, who played Lucas Hood, the main character in the HBO show Banshee. It's actually a Cinemax show from the U.S., which is owned by HBO, aired on HBO Canada, and uh, just wrapped up its fourth season. I actually just started watching Banshee. They've been rerunning it on HBO, and they've got some of the episodes on Shaw On Demand, so I'm going to have to... uh, I don't think they have all the episodes, though, so I'm going to have to try out this HBO online business so I can get caught up on Banshee because... 
Once I start a show, I got to watch it all the way through, and it's actually pretty cool. Tons of action. Also want to quickly mention, Season 2 of BattleBots is coming. Listen to this cheesy promo. Back for round two. Bigger, better, better. Battle Bots, two-hour season premiere Thursday, June 23rd on ABC. Hit me with your best bot. Season one was super fun, though. It's, it's those shows like the Robot Wars, where you have a couple of robots in an arena, and they fight, and they blow up, and it's cool. I'm Brett. He's Jeff. We are the Couch Potatoes. Remember, if it requires getting up off the couch, don't bother. This is 680 CJOB.